Welcome back to Caffeine Confessionals. We are here to talk about the challenge, Ride or Dies, Episode 17, Finale Part 1. Uh, my name is Alan Aguirre, and I'm joined by my lovely co-host. We have the Southern Luke Muncie. What's up, guys? The Vermontian Zoe Tremboli. Hi, everyone. It is a 100-hour final, and thank God we're not going to actually see 100 hours of actual work, because some of it is just going to be driving around the car, some of it is just going to be sleeping, which I think is way more rational. Uh, no offense, but it allows for some comedy, and, you know, I don't like this being three parts, but this was actually not a bad episode at all, in my opinion. Yeah, I went into it so negative, and I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready to see how it all pans out. So... Someone said in the comments last week that it's two-part final, one-part reunion, or is it actually gonna, the finals going to be in three parts? MTV released like the lineup for the next three weeks. It's a three-part final, and then like a two-part like reunion, like most likely. Yeah. <laughs> so, right. not the best. And like, here's the thing. I want to say this. Like, I I I didn't dislike this episode. I actually quite enjoyed it. I actually had like a good time. But I still don't want this to be three parts. Like it, it, I just don't. I just there's no reason for it to be. Uh, the here's the thing. At their core, marathons are boring. The only good parts of like a marathon are the finish line and when someone trips and falls. Like anything else in between, it gets kind of boring. Maybe the opening part and maybe if you're on the sidelines and you give them like a cup of water while they're running. Literally nothing else in the marathon is like really that interesting. Yeah, but like you said, I, I actually enjoyed it. And we're going to talk about it, but, like, I feel like there were definitely some elements of a final that we've asked for. So, yeah. Plus, lots of blood. Wow. I have a lot to say on that. Uh, how do we, um, how are we going to work through this? Are we just going to go through the episode from top to bottom, or? Yeah. We're going to, we're going to. We're, we're going to, we're going to check through it. Like, uh, like, we they went right through the final. And I know that's a little bit boring, but. If we go through, the, if we go to the amazing stuff first, we're gonna end the podcast after five minutes. <laughs> Correct. Like legitimately, after that, like, we're like we're, there's nothing to talk about. We jump in with a, a stupid compilation, and I I looked, it was over two minutes of Johnny strumming the same chords on his guitar and TJ <laughs> revving up his motorcycle. This is gonna be a badass final. Uh, two minutes too long, but I guess it was intended to build suspense or whatever the whatever the crap they were wanting to build uh the final starts now come on people there are cameras there actively filming you filming the the driveway like you know it's about to happen do you think that tj has somewhere in his contract he needs a certain number of minutes on some sort of cool vehicle per season yes and it reminds me of the the no longer um thing they used to do on survivor where like after the votes were counted yes. they had like jeff in a helicopter on a jet ski and they made it seem like he went all the way from fiji or micronesia new to new york city and it's like no there's a lapse in time here us as viewers don't need to see this just as we don't need to see tj on his motorcycle but yeah i guess it fits into his bmx he's a badass he's got bow legs i don't know i don't know they just had to remind us that tj's cool which is yeah. fine. That's what MTV likes to do. I don't mind it. He always looks like he's having a good time on it, too. He always looks yeah. like he's grooving. It, it, it's when he's most in his element, if anything. That's what I'm saying. I think it's in his contract somewhere that he gets to do that. Yeah, and as viewers, we know what TJ is. As a, TJ is as a host, and uh, I can accept it. 
he <laughs> announces the final has begun. 100 hours starts right now. Uh, they get into some cars. They get packed. They get into some cars, and they're driving. And legitimately, one of the funniest moments of the episode to me was when Tori gets in the driver's seat, and she's like, "I don't know how to drive stick." Oh, okay, then we should switch. Me, her, and Devin. And it was just such a human moment. I was like, "That's just that's very relatable." The car rides were great because, I mean, I know we've had instances of, like, joint confessionals before daily challenges, but, like, we just got to see them. And it was nice to kind of see them recap their season, in a sense, of, like, here's why we're here. Here's how we've made it. Like, let's get this, like, let's get this ball rolling. Yeah, it was a cute way to slide into the beginning of the final. Although I don't understand them driving in the Jeeps being, like, included. Like, was it going to be, like, if they got lost? It'd be like Natalie almost getting eaten by a lion or something. Well, and this is what's so funny. It didn't take two hours for them to get there, but they like deducted two hours. I'm like, you guys just wanted to say 100 hours, not 84, not 96. You wanted to say 100, and that's okay. It did look like they were driving eight miles an hour in their defense. It did look like they were driving very slow. Um, I actually would have really loved if they had like a wacky races portion where they're just switching between vehicles all throughout the final. Like they go from like... They go from a car to bikes to horses to I want to see them ride every animal at one point during the final or every, every vehicle. It, it would have been fun to me just because we've seen so much stuff. I just want to see different stuff at this point. Uh, probably be dumb, but I'd be interested. Then we have them actually get onto uh, spin bikes, elliptical bikes, whatever you want to call them. They have to ride for 100, 100 kilometers so that they can stop and then pitch their tent where they can sleep for the rest of the night. I actually really like this portion because I thought it was good team bonding weirdly because we just saw them all go back and forth and like their conversations and how they operated. I thought it was fascinating. Yeah, and this is like a clerical issue. Was it a hundred kilometers, a hundred miles? Just because that is a huge difference. Kilometer. Okay, well then that makes it so much easier. Like I could knock out twelve miles on a bike, which Tyson Apostle would call light work, but a hundred kilometers is not that much. Uh, I honestly, when this started, I was like, what a waste, but no, like, I think it was so cool to start out the final with like, Hey, let's exhaust you a little bit. Uh, a lot of them got the wrong idea about like, Hey, this is a race. This is a race. And I actually appreciated Devin's, you know, this is not a race. Let's not burn out here. This is not going to be our strong suit. So let's not make any like great efforts to be number one. The only thing that I was thinking when he said that was like, you don't know how much rest you're going to get. So, but if they, I don't think they finished that far behind everyone else. So it really wasn't an issue, but like if they had finished an hour behind everyone else and then got an hour less sleep could make a difference. I don't know. I'm grumpy if I only get a few hours of sleep, not a morning person. So. I also love every time that uh, Jordan would check in with Horacio with like how many miles or how many kilometers. And he was always ahead of Jordan and he's like, that's great. But you know, that was such an ego kill for him as he's like this biker who bikes every single day and he's the star athlete. And Horacio is just like, no, I'm going to show you up. I think it was a motivator for him too. Like, I mm-hmm. think it, it definitely burned him, but like, he's not the type of person to sulk about it. He was like, I need to fucking catch him. <laughs> I loved it all. I mean, Olivia, Olivia was killing it too on the bike as well. Like they really wanted to make a statement. I mean, that's also like, they're kind of like rookie experience, but they just want to, you know, come out strong. But I like that. Because you don't want to, you know, immediately fall behind and like look, kind of look weak. Uh, you have bananas kind of taking it as a joke and Nani being very serious. And I actually thought it was great because it was kind of a 
bit of a callback to free agents where they're on the bikes in the middle of the night and Bananas kind of crushes it at first and Nani almost, I mean, she does actually give up at one point during the night, but then it has to get back on. So, like, you can see Nani in her head being like, I'm not giving up this time. So I really actually love that part of it. Here's what pissed me off from the jump. I know people are going to get mad at Nani for, like, barking back at Johnny. All season long, Johnny has been so serious and has talked about, like, winning this final for Nani and how, like, this is her time. He gets in this final all throughout. We're going to talk about it throughout this recap. He treats it like a joke. And I think Nani's a great human, but I also think she's someone that once, like, her mindset is shifted and it's off, she's setting herself up for failure. This didn't have to happen. Like, Johnny could have kept the same demeanor he's had all season. Like, we've got this. Who cares if we get second? We've got it. But it's the first event, and he's already knocking her mentality just away from where it should be. I think he was seeking camera time. Yeah. I think he was putting on a show, making his stupid, corny jokes, which some people love. So sorry to you if that's your sense of humor. Um, You're on the wrong podcast. (laughs) But he was definitely just looking for camera time. And because he was getting that reaction from Nani, he was doing it more because he knew it was now becoming like a bit. Um. He is a 40-year-old man trapped in, like, you know, sorry, he's a 15-year-old boy trapped in a 40-year-old man's body. Like, it just, I had flashbacks to high school. I was like, oh, God, get me away from this human. I, I got more annoyed with it throughout the episode, but at the beginning, this part, I did not hate it. I didn't hate it. Just, oh, it, just was I, it was fine. I just, yeah. I was putting myself in Nani's shoes. Oh, for sure. I to kill him. I'm sorry, I hated it. And when his shirt was off and it was ringing with sweat and he was, like, pretending to, like, snap her with it. No, like, no. That actually is what took me back to high school because that boys used to try to like spit on people and like do dumb shit like that. And I was like, yep, okay, definitely high school age boy. Yeah, that, that definitely grossed me out just as a human and as, as everything else. Uh, then you had Devin and Tori. I want to say, I want to say this like, everyone in this, like, almost everyone here looked amazing with their shirts off. Horacio. I mean, like, was an absolute smoke show. I mean, Olivia, who's his partner, and, like, they've been platonic all season, she's looking at him like, God damn, this is the best show on the planet. And I think they tried to play Devin's body after Comedic Effect, but, like, Devin looks great. I want to say this. Like, Devin, like, I I wish I had Devin's body right now. Like, because, like, he, like, even he has, like, a six-pack type-ish. Like, not, like, he's not Horacio, but nobody's Horacio. Only Horacio is. He, everyone here looked great. And I just thought yeah. it was, like, weird that they're playing it for comedy. I was like, he looks great. He does. He's not ripped, but he was definitely being like unnecessarily self-conscious. Yeah, he looks good. He looks awesome. He, yeah, I, whatever. With the exception, Horacio's the exception. I'm not into like the ripped thing most of the time, but I'm just into Horacio. So there was just a way his body was just like pulsing. It was just it was crazy. I I, I don't I don't. It was like a Marvel superhero's body. It was like it's like you can't CGI that. No, you can't. You just have to train hours and hours for that. And even Johnny had his moment of like, if you're going to pan the camera to me, let me suck in. And that is somebody I talked about Jordan's ego. Johnny's ego for sure is like, please don't do this. Like, just please. Like, show Anissa first, then me. <laughs> Anyways, what, who what, finishes yeah. first? Horacio and Olivia? Yes. And then Jordan and Anissa? Yeah. Because Jordan Johnny like and Johnny, 80 billion miles. Tori and Devin. They have to set up tents. Uh, and this is really when, like, I don't know. I just have a bad feeling about Johnny and Nani at this point, And I am rooting for them. Like, don't get that confused. But, like, 
I know it's not a timed event, but like Zoe said, optimal sleep, get it. Like, let's not make a joke of it. And she even did too. So I don't want anybody coming here and be like, well, Nani's one that pulled out the chairs. But like, to me, that's when the mindset mindset was shifted. But yeah, I don't know. Get through eight hours of the final by sleeping in a tent. I got to say, like, the genuine excitement Nani had from pulling those chairs, though, she was just so... It was like it was like Christmas Day for her for some reason. She just loved like, oh my God, we have a chair. Oh, you get a little chair too, and she was just so happy. I know, I know you made fun of it, but I actually really, I, I thoroughly enjoyed that moment. The way that I interpreted it, and I want to hear Zoe's thoughts because she's the Nani expert. I feel like Nani knew that she was like in a grumpy mood, and like she saw an out, like, okay, let me get back into a cheerful mindset. I'm gonna be happy about these chairs. Like, I don't think Nani's a chair enthusiast. I think she's just like, okay, let me let me make a joke, let me make this lighthearted. That's what Johnny wants. Like, she was trying to mold to the mindset that he was in at that moment. I think there might have been an element of that. I think she was also just happy to be done with the bike portion. I think it's like, if the tent gets set up in five minutes versus 15, I think at that point she's ready to chill. So she was, I think she was genuinely excited about the cute, tiny little chairs to on some level. <laughs> and this is where we talked about, like, as a human, something grossed you out. Their shirts by the fire drying, that's great. However, I just thought about them putting them back on. Ooh, I just got chills. Like, that's rancid why why did you put that thought in my head luke i could have talked about them taking their shoes off because that also made me feel sick to my stomach and then zipping up their tents but i didn't i've been at rugby matches where guys literally strip off their sweat soaked jerseys and stuff put someone else puts it on like that's what that you have to do so that didn't phase me because i've seen that shit way too many times it's gross God, I'm so self-conscious of my own sweat that someone else's sweat, that's so gross. It's so gross. I'm moving us on because I'm <laughs> literally like chills everywhere. They sleep. They're awoken in the morning by TJ. Johnny has his pants down. It's not funny. I did not laugh. I'm sure some of you at home may have laughed, and that's okay. Humor is different for everyone. <laughs> I have to get past the sweat. I'm sorry. Like My mouth is like... <laughs> in a sense the challenge of fish not the challenge the final officially starts the next day and their task is to run to a place where there are 10 bolos that they've got to land and every time they make two they can sabotage another team by giving them a mug full of fish smoothies which they talked about later taught it tasted like there was ranch mayonnaise fish guts i'll let you guys take it away i had to get past the sweat i'm sorry yeah 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 uh, let's talk about that opening run too, though, first, because I think we see Devin and Tori, like we actually see Devin show that like, okay, cardio's not my best, but I have been training. And once they start actually running and the final really starts, we see a very serious player. Nani Bananas are doing well. Horacio and Olivia are doing well. Anissa and Jordan very quickly fall behind. Jordan's like, all right, let's take a little shortcut through this path. Uh, just so that like, we got to be efficient. Because it's the only way we're going to ever have a chance to win this final. Even though we probably don't have a chance of winning, we got to at least try. Uh, Anissa, he's like, no, we can't do that. No, we can't do that. And she comes out. She's like, oh, my God, I rolled my ankle. Uh, I want to say this. Could Jordan have potentially been a little more careful and maybe not gone to the path? Yeah, for sure. Definitely. But Anissa rolled her ankle for a lot of reasons. 
Anissa has a long history of ankle injuries, and it's because she doesn't have proper running form. If you've ever watched Anissa run, she kind of runs like a really like a penguin. Uh, she plops her like her 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 body to the side. She doesn't really care where her feet land. She doesn't get much lift. She doesn't have proper running form, and that's really important for long distant runs. You can get away with not having good running form in short runs, but in a long run, it takes a lot. Add in, she's gotten older, which is just a fact. People age. And when you get a certain injury, they become recurring and stuff like that. Then you have the fact that she's put on a little bit of weight in recent years. Would you say that's would you say that's true? I think that's an understatement. Yeah. yeah. And that's and, more and, and by the way, we are not fat shaming Anissa. Like Anissa's not fat. She's just like a heavier woman. And emphasis on woman, she's very grown. Bef- Ugh, I don't think anybody's gonna bitch us about this because you know it's true. Anissa should not be coming to the challenge. Yes, especially if, like, not running she a challenge train. final. So all that added stress to her body, the recurring injuries, not having proper running form, a rolled ankle is probably the least of her issues. That's something that was inevitably going to happen, especially trying to, like, run a final and keep up with Jordan. If anything, I would say that, like, a much more serious final, uh, a much more serious injury could have potentially happened. Uh, a rolled ankle was like just a high chance of happening. It's not bad luck, and that's the thing that annoys me. I I have I don't want Anissa to get injured in this final. I had no desire for Anissa to get injured because I want to see her run it because I know she won't do well. The fact is, some people are gonna watch this show and be like, "Oh, Anissa, how bad luck again? You know, she got injured." It's not bad luck. She came into this show unprepared, and when you come in unprepared, injuries like this happen. Like you know, you have to be in shape to be able to run one of these. It's it's like maybe 5% bad luck, but it's on her most of the part. Mark my words. Next week, the week after, whenever Anissa inevitably loses the final, she is going to say, had I not rolled my ankle, who knows what could have happened? And I'm even going to argue that Anissa either A, did not actually roll her ankle as the sound effect was added in, or B, she didn't. It wasn't that serious. She just needed an excuse from the jump so that she could walk and not run and say, Jordan, don't be mean to me. I'm injured. Yeah, the thing that drives me the most crazy with her is she just won't even admit she's out of shape. Like, there, Jordan was talking about their, like, strengths and weaknesses as a team, and she literally would not acknowledge the fact that she is not in shape. Like, she I said, we, she said weaknesses being differences of opinion. I'm like, no, the opinion is you want to win this game. You're not in shape. There's plenty of big people who run. Like, there's plenty, of, there's plenty of people who are bigger who run marathons, run half marathons, who run five to ten miles. Can Anissa do any of those things? No. She doesn't try. She doesn't put in the work. I don't pity her at all. She doesn't have to be a size two or a size four or a size six to be able to run. She just has to put in the work. It's just so endlessly frustrating. And you just think about, like, the double agent season where she couldn't even run a half mile. And it's been two years since they filmed that. And it's, there's just no, been no growth. But there continues to be confessionals about when's my time? When's my time? Like, oh, my God, my luck, my luck. And it's just take fate into your own hands, Anissa. Just do it. And either that or just stop talking. Just stop being on my TV. I'm tired of it. I just am. Um, so, yeah. And I got to say, despite all this 
I do, I am fully enjoying Anissa and Jordan in this final because watching Jordan try to rack his brain on ways to maybe motivate Anissa is my favorite subplot going on because he he can't fathom it. He he won a final with a fractured leg. Uh, literally, he fell out of an airplane, fractured his leg, broke it, and he, he outran people in a final. She maybe rolled her ankle, and she's acting like she just got shot. And I know that people and and perhaps he did. I'm I'm not gonna be definitive about this. I know that people are gonna say that he. Like he was yelling at her. What other way? He like he literally tried to talk her through, tried to give her psychological ways to get through the pain. And then we have confessions of her being like, I've been through so much emotionally, like physical pain is nothing. Okay, well then pick it up. Like the catch me, like Jordan being like, okay, catch me. That's good sense. Like she can at least jog to catch him and they can walk a little bit and then he can do that again. That's a motivator. And her being like, that's not going to help me anything going to help you you're you're walking and not even speed walking you are like sauntering through the forest like oh i love argentina no there's money on the line he was just walking much faster than her sprinting pace it was it was really embarrassing to watch and i don't know i'm, I'm just interested in watching them because it's just such chaos going on it's so i don't know it's so dysfunctional but man i i don't want to see her again and jordan <laughs> I just want to see it, like what his brain can come up with at this point because he's he's going through his own personal hell right now. Yeah. So they get to the bolos. And who gets the first? Tori and Devin? Yes. Yes. Impressive. And I do want to say this before I keep like going back and backtracking. I'm impressed by their communication. They understand each other's weaknesses. And at this point, it's mostly Devin's up until the bolos because Tori's vegan. She can't drink the smoothie. She says she will, but Devin says, okay, I'm going to do it, which I thought was really great. They're communicating well. And as much as I do want Johnny and Ani to win, like Tori and Devin have not once had like even a blip. Um, I don't remember exactly how this goes down or if it's even noteworthy to talk about like the misses and the, and the gets. But like, I do think it's notable to talk about the conversation that Nani and Johnny have with Tori and Devin after several sabotages? Yes, they announce uh, a truce where they're not going to sabotage each other. Uh, I think this worked out for Devin and Tori's advantage thus far, and and Johnny Bananas. I think it's worked out well for them thus far. Down the line, we're going to jump a little bit ahead. Devin says something like, yeah, let's not sabotage Nani and Bananas because if they do it later, then Bananas is just a liar, which I just felt like is one of those lines that you like edit into the finale when bananas like cuts your throat because that's what he proves to do over and over again. But so far it's been smart and it's worked well for them. So it, it was a good idea, especially cause like, you know, you don't want to see Horacio and Olivia who are looking like tanks at that point, like not to pass by them. Exactly. Yeah. They just said, if we keep doing this to each other, we're the ones who get screwed. Let's just call it off for now. And that's how Kyle uh, took the big lead in vendettas where you had Leroy and Zach and Tony sabotaging each other, and Kyle is just, like, in first place out of nowhere. And he ends up coming in. Uh, he ends up going to that second part of the final when he probably shouldn't have because people were just all over each other. Yeah. Also during this, Olivia, we talked about Anissa's not being bad luck. Olivia, which first. if you watched, you wait, know wait. we're going to talk about. Anyone comes on the show, they should know how to throw a bola. It should be, you should be taught in first grade. Everyone should know how to throw a bola. I'm, I'm kidding. Fucking, that was terrible luck. Alvin, I was about to say, what? <laughs> yeah. Carabiner catches her finger, slices it. Like, anytime we went from sweat, we're talking about blood now. My God, my stomach. Anytime 
not anytime. Sorry, I'm getting grossed out by the blood. Somebody take it away. I can handle blood. Um, yeah, Olivia basically rips her finger open, but um, yeah, she fucks it up, throwing playing ladder ball, and so she's like has a med- uh, medic like taping it up while Horatio keeps going, and people are sabotaging each other. Um, I'm gonna jump in again. And I know I won't shut up. I'm so sorry. I enjoyed this episode. I really appreciated her, like, being like, I'm not quitting. Don't you dare even say it. Stitch it up if you need to. And even after Harasu landed the 10th bolo, she's like, okay, give me a mug. If I'm going to be standing here getting my finger worked on, I can contribute yeah. to the team. And, like, I know that's such a simple thing, but so many people we've seen in finals over the past decades be like, okay, this is it. I'm done. You've got to take it. Or I can't, like, she would not take her mind out of the game and understood that like I might be bleeding this might hurt like hell but this is not going to take me out I'm going to still keep going loved that she earned like 17 gold stars for me it was so impressive because like having the presence of mind to also just like immediately know like yeah just give me the stitches because there are people on the show who are actually just afraid of the concept of stitches uh and (laughs) yeah uh there are people who are afraid of stitches her getting the mug while getting the medical attention it was just so good. It was just so good. And her asking, is there an area where we're like where we're supposed to puke? I just thought it was so adorable. I thought it was just so polite. And Luke, you you hit the nail on the head. It it was so good. Uh God. And watching them pe- drink the fish juice. We're gonna move on, like a little thing and come back to Olivia. Uh Devin had a really good strategy where he would just really yeah, he'd really he'd go for the big chugs and let a third of the drinks just pour onto his face and his shirt. And it looked gross, but it was smart. And it got through the drink very fast. Olivia and Horacio, didn't, they were rookies in this moment because they were taking so – they were actually drinking. Can I talk about Olivia? She was literally swishing it in her mouth at one point. She – my God. And she's like, tuna melt. This is not the challenge of old where literally if you threw up, do it on the plate, you still got to finish it, which is gross. But, yeah, if they're not going to call you, pour that all over you. Like, who cares? You already yeah. stink from your sweat. Yeah, who gives a shit? Pour that thing all the way down your chest. I was watching a few people, and they're like, he's not even drinking. I was like, yeah, he's smart. Until until production says something to you about pouring half of it down your chest, pour half of it down your chest. Mm-hmm. Jordan and Nisa don't get any drinks, uh, hilariously, because nobody sees them as a threat. Uh Anissa gets to show her skills, though, for one thing she can do. She is a good eater on the challenge, historically. No, she is. Yeah. Hey, Dirty, was it Dirty 30? Dirty 30. She, she rocked it. Her and Nicole Ramos. the most disgusting eating challenge I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Disgusting. They then go to uh, Devin and Torian first. Anissa and Jordan are second for, like, maybe, like, 12 seconds. Uh, <laughs> then Bananas and Nani. And then uh, Horacio and Olivia. Horacio and Olivia just really going through hell in that eating portion where they just, they thought they actually had to drink it, which really, really, everyone else is just puking it all up. <laughs> we get to the next cardio portion. Uh, players have to transfer a bunch of tires back and forth. They have the names of players who got eliminated already, and they have to organize them in order of when they got eliminated, which feels like a mental, like a really big mental task, especially for, I mean, us at home. It's like, it's like, some people have been gone for so long that we forgot they were on the season. And the cast has forgot they were on the season. I kind of loved it. It was kind of it was kind of like Survivor. I agree. 
because I, like whenever they'd like go get the torches and like is that what you're talking about like yeah back in the day people? i enjoyed it uh i'm with you though i as a viewer who commentates on it uh i can remember the first three and it's really hazy i can't imagine being in the house and being so focused on winning strategy things like that it'd be hard to forget tori showed some great mental uh culpability because or capability because she had written this down and studied it yeah they were playing the long game all season long like thinking about stuff like that i think a lot of i bet laurel does stuff like that too honestly but we just know she likes to keep lists um yeah i was impressed at all of their ability to memorize although they all of them seem to be hyper fixating on carrying the tires in order and I didn't think that was totally necessary. Um, and I thought, if anything, they were just helping the other teams by doing that. I agree, because you could totally see. My strategy would have been probably the same as Zoe's. Take them all there first, and then do the mentor work there. Like, yeah. sure, you can process it as you're running back and forth, but I would not want to help the other team. And and the, the shame is, you couldn't put the tires on there incorrectly to throw them off, because it was quite a task to get them on there. Yeah. yeah. Tori, not Tori. Oh, yeah, Tori. I want to say Tori and Jordan. So used to saying that on here. Tori and Devin just killed it, though. Like, kept a, a solid pace. Whenever they were wrong, they checked each other in an appropriate way. And I can't believe I'm saying this. Like, they're, like, killing it. They are definitely the most in sync team by far. I mean, Horacio and Olivia are in sync, but they're, like, they're, they have, they're baby deer, you know, like they're still kind of like figuring it out, stumbling through this final because it's their first time. Mm -hmm. You can really tell by how TJ is just reacting to Tori and Devin, where he's like, oh, my God, they're starting this checkpoint a little earlier than like I expected. Like I'm not even I'm supposed to be riding my my ATV over there right now because like no one's supposed to be here right now. So they were crushing it. Uh, Bananas and Ani come in second in this portion. Horacio and Olivia third. And I think eventually, like years later, Anissa and Jordan get it done. And I want to throw out again, just because I brought it up and it's going to be a reoccurring theme probably throughout this entire final. Jordan making the joke about Mariah with the tire. That's not your girlfriend. Everyone at home knows what this is. Or Johnny, thank you. I don't know what's going on in this brain. That's not your girlfriend. Like y'all hooked up on a show and like him pausing for the camera and like kissing the tire and all this nonsense. Go. And Zoe's right. He's likely doing it for bits. Or maybe it was Alan that said it. My brain is fraud been thinking too much about sweat and blood why are you doing this go this is a timed final for money it just baffles me um i don't she might be his girlfriend i don't know you know she did cry in her last confessional when she's like thinking about saying goodbye to him although i still every time i look at them I'm like that's her uncle like they they shouldn't be dating that that is her uncle for many <laughs> reasons they should not be dating um here's what i will say because i can tell we're moving to the next portion i love that it was not a stop and go final like we wait here till everybody finishes it was like tori jordan you're fin or damn it tori devin you're finished go agreed 100 percent and i just like i like when it just switches between the teams like that very simple um and it really does give you a sense of who's where and, like, gives you a better picture of, like, where the teams are. Uh, Devin and Tori, they get to the slingshot portion where they just operate a slingshot and then hit a target twice. 
Simple as that. Uh, the first team to get it done can sabotage one other team. Devin and Tori kill it because Devin is just a freak when it comes to slingshots. Yeah, what is wrong with him? Like, in a good way. That's so weird. It's such a very weird talent. Maybe he's been watching a lot of Stranger Things. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but, yeah. I, I mean, it's ridiculous enough that, like, I thought, okay, when you're looking at it from the side, he can help people. And I was like, maybe when he does it himself, it'll be hard. But no, they just both get it. Yeah. And like you said, they choose to sabotage Ross and Olivia. And first, I was like, that's stupid. Johnny and Nani are in second. But... He said it best. We did not sabotage them this time. There are clearly going to be more. All bets are off now. Like if it if it gets close, we showed our loyalty. At least they won't be the ones to make the first move. Hopefully, uh, and they were out of there. And I might just not have been paying attention, but they started running somewhere. Did they say where to, or is it just like an ominous next part of the final? It just got overshadowed by like everything that was then to come. So I think we'll see it soon, especially because they'll be at the forefront. Uh, right. Start next episode. Uh, Bananas and Nani, they get it done eventually. They're struggling, though. They're there for a while, but they eventually get it done. Horacio and Olivia get there. Horacio gets his two done. They have to do four, and Olivia has to do two, which very difficult with a messed up, with, with a messed up uh, hand. And I want to pause this real quick before we talk about this, because obviously it's going to be a huge part of our discussion. When Nani and Johnny got to the slingshot, they're like, where are Tori and Devin? Almost like, are they not in this anymore? And TJ's like, no, they're done. And with the sabotage, I'm not going to, we're going to have a space to talk about in a natural way. This ties into Olivia's bad luck. Had the sabotage not happened, I don't think the ominous what we're about to talk about would have happened to Olivia. I agree. Zoe? Yeah, she's cursed, man. She's cursed. Olivia, I mean, she's trying her best. She's trying to use her non-primary hand to pull back on it. She's struggling. She tries to use her main hand. She's struggling because it's just a lot of pain. And she feels the pressure. She's trying to go fast-paced because she wants to win, and she wants to give her all. She pulls back. Uh, The ball comes back. Oh. So as I'm watching this with the people – I like to watch episodes of the challenge with people who don't watch it because I like to hear their commentary. So I'm watching it with one of my friends, and as they're – zooming in on the ball in the slingshot he goes that's gonna come back and hit her just because of the way it was in there i was like what what have you done with slingshots before but sure enough she releases and because the ball was like about to fall out it flips over and comes back and cracks her right in between the eyes and it was so immediate it was so it like i it, sorry to live it it was like glass shattering it yeah. was and you look down and there's like an amount of blood on the ground. I'm oh, sorry, Luke. That okay, looked like yeah. someone dropping like it's like if like a kid dropped a cup of paint on the ground. That's how much it was just like immediately. And I I've never seen that much blood just shed in one fell swoop on a human like that before. Um, and it's and it's I mean she knows immediately. She's like oh I broke my nose. It's it's like I broke my nose. I mean you can see it immediately. I've never seen anything like that, like with that much bloodshed. I've seen broken nose, but never like that. Uh, and as it's happening, your heart falls for her, and she's telling, I'm sorry, Horacio, I'm sorry, and it's just like, oh, my God, fuck, this girl's awesome, but, like, I feel so bad for her. She's such a kind heart, and she just wanted to try her best, and they're an adorable parent. Fuck, it was a lot. Two comments. 
A, I'm going to talk about the blood. Not only was there already a sizable pool of blood, it was gushing from her hands onto her leggings, which I thought might absorb some of it. Nope. It was like literally there's paint on the floor. Sure. We're still pouring the paint from the source. And also Horacio was so just kind, even in the moment, like it's okay. Like we're going to figure this out. Like do not apologize. Like I think the human element kicked in there. We're like, screw the competition. This girl is really, really badly hurt. I think he was also naively optimistic about her going to the hospital and what that would mean for their team. Mm -hmm. And even we talked about her finger, which now seems minuscule in comparison, even in the truck ambulance, it wasn't an ambulance, whatever it was, she was like, I'm not quitting. I can still do this. I can still do this. How bad is it? Does my nose look bad? Like you can tell she's like, I cannot give this opportunity up, but also like, is my face going to be messed up? Cause that's a very serious life altering thing. She asked him if it's still straight. He's like, it's still 100. Like <laughs> poor girl. The, the nice medic being like, you have blue, blue eyes, it doesn't matter. It's like, you're you're good. It, it'll be okay. Uh, it was such a such a sad moment. And then you get the confessional with her after. And really rough, but so human. And it's just like, I, I love this girl so much. I like put her put her on the poster the next fucking five seasons. I, I am in love with them as a pair. I My heart fell for them, but oh my God. It was such a moment. I, it's going to be a final moment I remember forever. Oh, for sure. The face. Just because obviously the other confessionals, you can see the scar on her face, but she's clearly wearing makeup. And I didn't think we were going to get like the aftermath of the face. And honestly, I thought, oh, well, maybe they just did emergency surgery on her face. Because spoiler, like she's talked about it on Twitter, even before the season aired, that she had to have facial reconstructive surgery. But that shot of her face, oh my gosh. Like nobody can say that she like was just a wimp and said, I can't do this. Like that messed her up bad i think we need to like put a picture and <laughs> a picture in with a trigger but, warning at that because yeah. my word i can add the picture if you guys want to the youtube video but i don't know i don't i don't know if i should i don't like the after picture not the like actual bleeding just what like yeah black eyes she had going on and even then i kind of feel i don't know it was such a human moment she's She's so awesome because she's willing kind of just to be on camera and be herself. And I don't think a lot of cast members would in that scenario. I think a lot of people would like not even do the after confessional type stuff. She does the confessionals with the Horacio after and they they are just the most wholesome pair ever. And they're why they were like why they were able to be two like good guy competitors and actually be likable other than, you know, many of the other white toast competitors over the years. Yeah, I, I think- agree totally. I think it's really telling that they included the moment between Horacio and the producer where he's like begging to stay in the final and do double the work. And the, you can just tell like the producer's heart is like crushed for him. That's how much they love him. Like we do. Like if, if we could, we would, we promise you we would figure something out. It's just not possible. I just, they'll be back. If, if they're not the first two called for next season beyond like the obvious people, I would be shocked. Like their engagement on just tweets, which the challenge Twitter doesn't get that great of engagement these days. But if it has those two in it, it's like spectacular. They're very rootable. I just hope for them to be back next season and a lot of love going their way. They're just two delightful people and they're willing to win interact with fans. They're willing to do they're willing to do whatever for MTV and they're just great competitors. 
good for I mean a lot of love going their way. Uh, Horacio scene was heartbreaking as Zoe said. Uh, we see Jordan and Anissa come up on them after he's found out, and Jordan's like, "Do you see what's going on?" And she's like, "What?" And she's like, oh, "Like, he's like, oh, her, like Olivia's very clearly gone." And I'm just like, "Shut the fuck!" I, I really hated Anissa in that moment for some reason. I don't know why. I was just like, a lot of my love. That moment. To, yeah, I mean, it was just like it was it was very much like the most frustrating like "shut up, Anissa" for me moment where. It's like she's like Olivia's very clearly gone. This guy's very clearly heartbroken. What are you pretending to like not understand of, of what's going on right now? Right. Uh, and I think Jordan understood the weight of like how big of a deal this was just because of the conversations he's had with Horacio, and they've been welcomed by the vets, the two of them. Like it's a sad moment. And I think when you're in that last place position of Jordan and Nisa, and you know you're not gonna win, like not even a spoiler because we don't know, but like we know they're not gonna win. You, you can sympathize more than if, like, they were neck and neck with them for first place. You'd be like, okay, keep it moving, but very sad. I think Jordan and Horacio specifically got really close this season. Like, they seem to have bonded a lot. Um, but it immediately becomes a two-horse race now. It is. Tori and Devin versus Nani and Johnny. And this is going to change this truce that they made immediately because there's now no one for them to put it on except each other. Yeah. They'd be stupid to throw it at. I almost called her name. Her. It's going to be a, a really good battle. Uh, we get because we got two really strong teams. You got experience, but Banana's Nani were like they're kind of ready for anything thrown at them. And then Devin and Tori, who are just looking like an absolute fucking force right now. Though we are only like 25% of the final technically still. So yeah. Um, if you're okay with it, I would like to speculate a little bit, and it does involve some spoilers that have been tweeted this week from like a promo that was released. Go for it. So if you don't want, so if you don't want to hear about it, as Alan said last week, now's the time to click off. Thanks for making it this far. (laughs) Okay, so there was a promo, and it showed an elimination that we've not seen thus far, and it was Bananas and Nani versus Jordan and Anissa in Balls In. It's clear. There's no like trying to decode it. It's clearly that. I'm actually really excited for this because it's bound to happen next episode because it truly will make it a two-horse race if Johnny and Nani win. But I hope that Anissa and Jordan, who are friends with Nani, have enough wherewithal to not give it their all in elimination for a final they're not going to win. Because if what happens next week is that Anissa and Jordan do beat Nani and Johnny, congratulations, Tori and Devin, you won the challenge ride or dies. Well, I was going to say the flip side of that is, or they try their hardest because their loyalty is truly to Tori. That's true. That's very true. I don't know. Like Nani could beat Anissa with speed. Oh, Nani Nani could go one way and Anissa would topple over and she could just go the other. And she'd say, oh, my other ankle, I can't compete. I'm so (laughs) fragile. But it, it made me think, too, had Horacio and Olivia stayed, they likely would have been sent into elimination against Johnny and Nani. Because I'm assuming Devin and Tori have that power as they're in the lead to do that. And, like, that could change the ballgame if, if they'd been able to stay. Because Horacio was a beast at Ball's End. I know he would beat Johnny. And Olivia's big. Like, she, she could have. Oh, yeah. yeah, no offense. No offense to Nani. Olivia's running through her. Yeah, she would run right through her. 
so like this definitely benefits Johnny and Nani. But I'm foreseeing next episode being they run some more, whoever's in the lead chooses who's in elimination, which there's only two options. And then that third episode is just Tori and Devin versus Johnny and Nani. And I can get behind that. Like I can watch that because it's whoever wins, it's going to make people like, okay, fair. The only other thing I'm wondering is one, well, one, why they would stick with an elimination after a team's already been eliminated. Right. Um, but the only other thing is potentially like, does the winning team of this elimination get some advantage? Just like Casey got an advantage to be partnered with CT when she won. I hope not. I hope not too, but. Because I don't want to be a hypocrite. I was pissed that Casey got that. And I think it invalidates getting first. Yeah. The There was the little sleeping in the lodge challenge elimination on Total Madness where he threw uh, bananas in against Rogan. Bananas won and got to sleep in the in the warm bunk at night. And I think that actually did play a big factor in that final because he was a lot more rested than the guys who stayed out in the cold because those guys who stayed out in the cold did really poorly in the final. Uh, well, and I'm glad you brought up the Total Madness final because Tori and Devin are clearly in the lead. Like, you could cut the episode off now and I could theorize that they're winning. Same thing happened with Total Madness, though. Like, I thought Corey was going to absolutely take it. And we saw what happened in the following days. Maybe we are getting a Nisa championship. Oh, stop it. See how easy it is to lie to ourselves. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be interesting to see. Uh, Jordan versus Bananas and Bolton is a good matchup, at least to watch. Um, And it's a two-horse race that I'm interested in. I just hope it's not something really bullshit to end it. I just hope. I just, uh, I will say part of the reason maybe they want a team gone and that team is Jordan and Nisa is that they have to climb up a mountain and the editors don't want it to be like 28 hours of Anissa walking up a mountain. They're like, we need some daylight to actually film the final sequence. So that's probably the reason if I had to guess. Producers might just be sick of waiting for them, honestly, at this point. Right. Like if they're going to power through the first two teams, like let's get the ball rolling. Um, yeah, good episode. I'm hoping whoever commented last week is right and MTV published something wrong, but I do think we got two more, uh, 90 minute episodes ahead of us. Yeah, I like this episode a lot and I love talking about it with you guys. I'm still going into next week pessimistic just cause I just don't like the idea of a three part final and I'll be honest. I can, I don't mind a three part final if it remains a foot race the entire time. Like once you finish, go, go. Yeah. I agree. It's just it's been it's been a lot, and we just lost two voices, so it's just gonna be ping ponging around the same people even more. Uh, and a lot of them is gonna be Anissa until she gets eliminated, hopefully. So I just Olivia was carrying a lot of those confessionals too, you know. Oh, for sure. Gosh, episode seventeen. Uh, anything else we gotta say? Anissa sucks. Anissa sucks. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, <laughs> make sure to like the YouTube channel, subscribe, uh, CF Confessionals, Spotify, iTunes, whatever. Follow Luke on Twitter at Final Reckoning. Follow Zoe on Twitter at Zoe Trimbo. Follow me on Twitter at Theana Geary. Have a great day, everyone. Bye now.